I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. So, Sarah, when we were looking through the questions that people had sent in to pick for the first few episodes, this one stood out to us and we were like, oh, we've got to talk about this. This reflects a lot of our experiences and also a lot of client experiences, so probably a lot of listener. And it's a tricky subject. It's a, we, we saw it and we were like, oh, we should talk about this. And then we were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk it's about juicy. this. juicy. <laughs> shall, shall I read it out? Let's go. Okay, this was sent in from Lucy. I would really love to know how you deal with being the object of someone's envy and comparison. How do you deal with it while not allowing it to stop you from playing big? This is something I've been really struggling with this year and I think it's really affecting my work in that I hold myself back from shouting about achievements or going for certain things as I'm afraid to trigger people. Well, a certain person. Juicy. Juicy, that's a... I feel like that's one of those things that like, it's like, hush, hush. We're not supposed to talk about this. Do you know, like, we're not supposed to talk about kind of triggering each other, especially it's from, I'm making assumptions here from this letter writer. She says it's a certain person, so I'm guessing it's a friend or an acquaintance. Possibly a female friend. Yes, yes. And we're not supposed to talk about that. We're not. Well, there's all sorts of things in there, aren't there? Because as soon as you start to talk about someone else being jealous of you, maybe it's a British thing, I don't know immediately you see the other side of that where it seems like you're boastful so you're saying that you're worth being jealous of and you think that you're you're someone you're not you think you've got something you've not so that kind of it's really difficult to talk about from that perspective and I also find everyone's dealing with this in some capacity we're all dealing with jealousy and comparison towards other people and we're also all dealing with ourselves everyone's been in that situation where you've told a friend some good news and they've responded in a weird way Mm -hmm. everyone's been there it gets more complicated when it's your business because especially if it's not a friend but it's an acquaintance or a collaborator or a peer it's so messy and it's so it's really hard to navigate in your mind and it's really hard to know who to talk to about it and social media makes all those boundaries so much blurrier right because we're all kind of colleagues and friends and certainly I think you know if if we talk regularly on social media I consider you a friend so when all of a sudden kind of our businesses collide or maybe overlap and difficult questions come up, it, it makes a really awkward situation. I know you said I've kind of experienced this a little bit recently. Would you feel comfortable sharing with everyone listening what you've experienced? Sure. So something has come up kind of in my real life friendships and also online for me and recently online when I put out a post on Instagram just this week actually about the money I've been making in my business over the last 12 months. Now, it wasn't intended as a braggy, look at me, here's my money kind of post. It was very much a, if I'm able to do this incredible thing when I, I, you know, I have a chronic health condition, it really seemed impossible for me. Imagine what's possible for you that you don't know about yet and and you're not going to know until you kind of have a go. And, And it was mostly received in that way. You know, I worded it as well as I could. It was mostly received in the way it was intended. But for a couple of people, it was super triggering and that kind of threw me into a bit of a tailspin it's always those couple of negative voices that really stick with you and you have to unpack and the thing that came back to me when I looked through it and it's the thing that's always at the core of this issue I think is that it's about them and their relationship to what they are taking from my words and not about me and what I'm putting out into the world yeah do you not think that it's it's easier when they're a stranger or there's a distance I I personally think it's harder when you have a personal relationship with that person because 
we all know the importance of allowing each other to change and grow in a relationship. But if you start to grow beyond a way that someone is comfortable with, it can cause tension in a relationship. So when it's with strangers, not strangers, but when it's with people who you don't have an intimate relationship with, it's just someone who responded something to you, you'd never known them before. It's painful and it's triggering, but it 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 doesn't hurt a week later like no. a friendship does. Or like, a, or like a more intimate relationship would. Absolutely. And I have an experience where a really close friend, a long time friend actually, and I, we are no longer kind of close. And that has been largely to do with how my business has grown and how my life has changed. And her life hasn't moved on in the same ways. And, and kind of what we had in common and what we shared is really, is just really disintegrated between us. And it, it's been really difficult, really painful. I don't think that's necessarily what has to happen every time, but I do see it as a pattern that kind of sometimes you you can't take everybody with you for the whole journey. Yeah, there's there's an Oprah quote. I'm going to, my memory tells me that it was Oprah. If I mess this up, please everyone forgive me. But it's a quote I read or heard once, kind of the idea of like, in your career and in your life, you're climbing different mountains and not everyone can continue to climb to the new peaks with you. Mm-hmm. So there's that idea of some mountains you climb alone and so a certain person cannot walk that specific journey with you. And it doesn't mean that your relationship is any less than, but it means you connect less in this specific experience. So for example, for you, Sarah, that, you know, you shared how much you earned the the other day in the past year. For someone who isn't at that stage in a business, there are certain parts of your experience of being a business owner that people can't relate to right and that's just that's just it's like for example I don't have kids you have kids so if you were saying to me oh Jen this thing with Ola is challenging I'd be like oh okay (laughs) I'd be I wouldn't know what to say because I don't know so it's like it's there in every area of life and I think shall we unpack this shall we go a little bit deeper into this letter let's do that so Lucy asks how do we deal with being the object of someone's envy comparison and I think do you think there's a layer of actually being clear about if that's happening. And what I mean by this is, have you ever been in a situation where you've told someone something and you think that they were triggered by it or you think that they're, they've presumed a certain thing about it? Like, do you think it's ever possible to enter into the situation assuming that someone's going to be triggered by something and that in itself well, becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy? It's kind of like, I, I It's. I guess what I'm saying here is getting to the heart of, is it true? Is this fear that you're triggering yeah. this person? I feel like that's the first less, the first question to jump off into. Right, definitely. Because sometimes our fear can be so big that we can see things that aren't there. And also sometimes someone's behaviour isn't always a true indication of how they feel. So for example, everyone has that friend who's just not warm and fuzzy. Mm. Everyone has that friend who maybe doesn't have the capacity to accelerate with you in the way that feels good to you so and and I'm I think from this letter that Lucy has sent in she's not imagining this because it sounds like something's triggered something that's made her feel this way but I've known it personally in myself when it would be really easy to assume that a friend is being jealous or competitive when maybe they're just busy yes in fact it was a thing I learned I think I probably learned it in CBT a good long while ago but that whenever you think someone's annoyed with you for something you should try and come up with like 10 other mm. reasons that they they might be giving you that emotion and the point of the exercise is like you never know what's going on in someone else's head maybe they've got really bad period pains yeah. or like their cat just died or all these other options that you kind of not accounted for I also think one of the most damaging things in a relationship is if you expect that person to be jealous of you like imagine if you go into a situation and you're like you know what would hurt me so much say I had a friend say I was having a really bad time and they were having a really great time and they didn't tell me that they were having a great time because they would assume that I would be jealous of them yeah I actually think like that is what damages a friendship in the, if you treat them different to you because of a different life experience that you're having right now that's so true all we can ever be is kind of open 
and honest and give everyone in our lives that opportunity to kind of respond. And even if that response is to be triggered or is to be jealous, that's kind of, it's got to be worked through. You can't just avoid it by not sharing. And I think it's a sign of a friendship we're fighting for if you can go to a difficult place together Mm. and say, I'm so triggered by you right now, but I love you. And I don't want that trigger to make me stop showing up for you. Yes. And I think it gets more complicated when you're peers more and like more creative friends like you're not you know you're not going to be each other's bridesmaids or you're not going to you know be the person they call at 4am when they're having a bad time so it's more complicated when you're friends but you're not besties I think it gets more complicated there yeah that's true because there's less to kind of bind you together the the thing that binds you together is quite often the thing that's tearing you apart yeah so the other side then I guess is that maybe Lucy's not imagining it and there is some real tension there yeah Um, and I feel like there's a little undercurrent of fear in this message where She's almost frightened of what her friend's going to do if she keeps triggering her. So maybe she thinks that her friend's going to like, we've all got secrets, only our friends know. Maybe she's scared that she's going to out her online or maybe she's scared that she's going to terminate the friendship or I'm really interested to unpack kind of what that fear is and what's the worst case scenario here because I think we can learn a lot from kind of listening to those fears. Yeah, getting really clear. I think that's the most important question here is like what are you afraid of are you afraid of losing the friendship does it just feel uncomfortable for someone to be not feeling great feelings about you we all want to be liked it's not nice to feel like someone's you know is it that you are afraid of what they'll say about you like what are you actually afraid of here or are you just afraid of hurting someone you love and and want to nurture them and make sure that they're feeling better and find productive ways to help them yeah and then I think the big question that I took away from this letter that Lucy sent in is like what does she do in the face of this what does she do in the face of triggering someone it sounds like she's making herself smaller to fit more comfortably into how that person wants her to behave what do we do in the face of that because that's ultimately you're living your life for you not for this friendship not for this person it's your life that's not a long-term strategy because it's only going to make lucy feel frustrated and held back and probably resentful of the friendship and it's not going to solve the issue for the other friend yeah and and also it's you're not going to live the life you're capable of living no which is not the best thing for anyone no and I, i when i was reading this i was thinking the the question that came to my mind was well, some friendships are worth wading into this space together and mm. some friendships aren't. Like, is this friendship important enough to you for you to deal with this with her or is this not worth your time and energy? Right, and the fear will probably inform that because for me, if you're scared that they're going to try and like talk crap about you online, for example, that's a warning sign that this relationship needs to end at some point anyway. You know, if if it's someone who you're frightened of what they're going to do to you, if you upset them, that is not a real friendship. Whereas if you're just desperate not to hurt them because you love them so dearly, that's a different scenario and you want to handle it quite differently. And I would also put another spin on it. So a lesson I've been learning a lot about myself in maybe the past year or so is that I, (laughs) this is, this is, I'm not meaning to make this a therapy session. I will sometimes in bad relationships, whether it's a friendship or any type of relationship, if they treat me badly, I have an urge to hustle for my worth in that relationship. Right. And so I've been learning that I've got to, sometimes I'm afraid to lose a a friendship or a relationship, not because it's a valuable or supportive part of my life, but because I will sometimes seek approval from the wrong people. Right. And you don't want to lose anything. So yeah. you hold on. You know, from personally for me, I I know this is something me and Sarah have spoke about personally over the years is when you've experienced a narcissistic personality in your childhood, this is actually a behavior that, that develops for you. Yeah. There's a there's a term called co-narcissism where you will seek approval from people who reject you or who treat you badly. And I do think this is a situation where I don't think this is a rare situation to be no. in. No. And I think if you if this is something that triggers you, I guess I just wanted to share that so that 
there's that question of oh I don't want to lose this friendship but is just that layer of do I not want to lose this friendship because this person means something to me or because I'm hustling for my self-worth in this friendship right it's looking for those patterns because we do tend to repeat relationship patterns especially the ones that we had as kids so are you fighting for something because it has objective value and it's a wonderful relationship or does it just feel familiar and sometimes we try and fix the things we couldn't fix as kids maybe it's a parent or a sibling we couldn't fix that relationship so we try and fix it now with a different person who's kind of treating us in the same way and so it's good to kind of step back maybe talk about it objectively with someone else outside the situation and see how they interpret kind of the behavior of the other person and whether it's acceptable yeah because I think even though envy and jealousy and it's part of human nature, it's normal, and it's, you know, it happens to all of us and it's messy. I also don't think we should accept it just because it happens. Like, I don't think we should accept that as a key part of friendship. I think it's normal to be jealous, to feel envious, to be triggered by people. I don't think it's it's right to just say, well, that's okay for that person to make me feel small. No, because I think when you're sorted and when you are in tune with your own triggeredness and kind of your own your own shit that you're dealing with when you feel that you know not to take it out on the other person because it's all about you so we all kind of deserve to be in relationships with people who are aware enough of themselves to be trying to not put their problems onto us and help us work through our stuff kind of do it together yeah and I guess why we're bringing this up and it sounds like we're getting way more into like psychology here yeah. and like, but I think it's the question that always comes to my mind if if you're if you feel like you're playing small because you're triggering someone in your life the question that comes into my head is well is this someone you're willing to behave like this for like yeah is it worth it to play small for this person the answer is always no by the way because it's because right. if someone loves you they don't want you to play there are sometimes okay let me give you an example say if, say you had a friend who was having fertility issues and was trying to get pregnant and they were having a tough time and you had just got pregnant and you were having this wonderful you know pregnancy and maybe your friend was having fertility issues or they were struggling with miscarriage you probably wouldn't sit down with them and be like oh my god pregnancy is amazing you just wouldn't no or say you you had a friend who'd lost a parent and it was mother's day and you wanted to talk to them about what do I have my mum for mothers you just wouldn't do that there's certain love you know in friendships there are some conversations that would just hurt them and you're not going to have it with them you know like if I had a friend who'd just gone for a breakup and I was getting married I probably wouldn't they probably wouldn't be the person who I'd be like oh let's talk about my amazing marriage to you you just it's not it's not treating someone with kid gloves it's just more you're conscious of your friend's feelings and wanting to not trigger something then that's unnecessary to trigger it's just in being them. sensitive about yeah about individual kind of issues and yeah situation and that's normal that's love that's love in action really so it's- but equally you wouldn't say I'm going to call this marriage off because it's going to upset yeah. my friend too yeah. much I'm going to abort my unborn child because it's going to upset my friend too much those are not decisions that anyone even vaguely considers so we can't consider sabotaging our dreams or our careers for a friend because a true friend doesn't ever want us to do that yeah and to use those examples that friend even if it's hurtful for them they'd still send they'd still buy the baby a present when it's born they'd still go to your wedding they'd still you know they still show up for you so I think pulling that back into more of a creative business life you know if a friend's triggered by you that doesn't mean that they can't show up for you and want the best for you I think it's do they want the best for you or do they want you to fit into a version of what they need you to fit into for them to feel comfortable about how who they are in the world. Right. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Because unlike in those other situations where it's people dealing with grief or a loss, the issue that usually we're dealing with in this situation, the person who's triggered is dealing with is kind of their own self-worth and their self-belief and how they are 
rating themselves in comparison to a friend, which is never a good way to be measuring those things. No, it gets so messy, especially when if you start off at a similar place and then you go on different paths. Yeah. And I think, you know, we do live in a world where we all measure, well, we live in a world where I think it's been modelled to us to measure ourselves against other people. Yeah. As like, oh, am, am I keeping up with the Joneses kind of? Yeah, am I top of the class at school? And Yeah. So it's there's nothing wrong here, but it's more, I guess for Lucy who wrote this in, my biggest hope for you is that you will not make yourself smaller for someone else ever full stop but especially you know in this it sounds like this situation is really affecting you it's really making you question should I not do this because is it going to trigger this friendship is it going to how's this person going to treat me and I think you know the bigger thing is never make yourself smaller for someone else but we both know it's more complicated than that right so in this situation I think I would be having a conversation with the friend would you do the same I probably wouldn't because I am not great at okay if they were my bestie if they were like my best friends I could if it was a safe person where I could sit down and say, listen, what the hell's going on here? I could. If it was more of a surface level relationship, I'm not good at that. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm just not. I would There's more. different ways of dealing with it. I would probably more be having a conversation with myself and with close people to me. And I think, but there's a sign. If I didn't feel comfortable enough to have a conversation with them, that's an answer for me there in itself. Yeah, you're right, actually. And And it may well be that you would just then have to continue doing what you do kind of regardless of them and let them battle it out and come to their own conclusion whether or not they still had room for you in their life yeah and also if someone can't handle what you your 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 full capabilities if someone can't handle you claiming your space in the world and doing incredible things they're never going to no like I've been in situations before where someone's not treated me the way I wanted to be treated as a friend and I thought well if I'm just nicer to them Mm. or if I just show up for them more they'll be the friend I want them to be I have wasted so much of my life doing that and then you wake up one day and you're like but they're not a friend they're not a friend if I have to if I have to convince them and play games to make them be my friend. I have a, a real friend shows up for you and someone who wants the best for you, whether they're a friend or a peer, it's natural they show up for you. So I think it's that it's like it's kind of that tough love that we have to give ourselves of like, who am I living this life for? Me? Or for this person who doesn't actually ever want the best for me. They they want me to fit in a box so that they can always feel a little bit better than me. There's a really nice quote from Mindy Kaling, which I'm going to probably butcher, but paraphrase, where she says, the reason that sometimes people don't like seeing us succeed is not because they're jealous, but it's because it makes them feel like they should be trying as well, or they should be trying harder. And they haven't or they don't want to so it would be much nicer for them if you just didn't as well and then they wouldn't be being shown what was possible and everyone could just stay in neat tidy boxes and not be pushed and I think there's a lot of truth in that that actually sometimes all we're actually doing is holding up possibilities but because of that the people who haven't seized them or feel like they can't seize them find it really confronting yeah and that's I think that is one of like the world's biggest truths like that is so true and I think you know I'm more likely to be triggered and full of envy and comparison if I'm not happy with my life. Yes. When I'm happy with myself, when I'm feeling aligned, when I'm feeling so like connected to the core of what's true for me, I'm happy for everyone. Yeah. I I think it's kind of that. So it's not judging the envy and the the comparison, but it's also, I think it comes down to boundaries as a human being Mm. of this is my boundary of how much I am willing to allow negativity into my life. 
And, you know, I love, it's kind of, it's not for the same reason why she does this, but I think it's an interesting technique. So Brene Brown says that when she writes anything, she writes on a post-it note to people whose opinions matter to her. And I think this comes back to you as like, okay, whose opinions matter to me right. in my creative like work and life? I think the actual question of whose creative opinions matter to me when I'm triggering them, I don't think that should be a question. No, everyone on my post-it would not be triggered by me because they are living their creative dreams whatever that might be it might look completely different to my creative dreams their creative dream might be to just raise a family and love it and nurture those moments it might be to work you know 90 hour weeks in the city but they are happy doing their choices and so they're not going to be triggered by mine and I also would say like I have I know people in my life that if I've been triggered by them, I'll tell them. Like, mm. I remember once, this was years ago, I lived, I still lived at home with my parents. Me and Alex did. And my best friend, she had this beautiful apartment in the Keys at Media City. And the first time I went around to see it, I was like, I fucking hate you right now. Yeah. <laughs> this apartment is beautiful. But I was so happy for her. But I felt comfortable enough saying to her, like, oh, I feel so triggered, but I'm so happy for you. Let's have fun. There's and, room for both of those yeah, feelings. It's kind of fun as well, because the people who love you, like actually being honest with them about like oh I feel really triggered by this thing they can then sit down with you and support you to figure out well what's going to help you feel better in your life right and that's why I probably would try a conversation nine times out of ten and this is also kind of the voice of experience because in my situation that wasn't my first my first wave of attack and it really should have been and I regret it so I think I would sit that person down or send them a message and say you know, whatever it was I was picking up on. So whether it was like, I noticed you seemed a bit uncomfortable with what had just happened, or I noticed I haven't been seeing you comment on my posts as much. Has something been upsetting you? Have I been upsetting you? Has what been, what's been going on with me been getting on your nerves? Kind of just start that conversation. It's very tempting to go into the, have I done something wrong? Mm, the fight, the fight off light mode. Yeah. And to kind of take the blame straight onto ourselves and be like, have I been really annoying? But if we can keep it a little bit further distant from ourselves and be like is something that's going on with me annoying you then we're not taking that blame because it isn't our fault and it's not their fault it's nobody's fault it's just circumstance yeah and I would also say if you're going to enter into that conversation you've then also got to have the grace to allow them to say if something's upsetting them yeah. so if they turn around and they just word vomit all over you like yeah it's making me feel like crap and uh and then let them just sit in that because they've not said that out loud to you yet. You know, you can have really horrible moments in a beautiful friendship and come back from them. Right. If it's worth fighting for, I'm not saying to accept crap from anyone. I'm saying you can allow them a little bit of grace because if they say to you, yeah, you're really triggering me and then you turn around and say, well, fuck you. Yeah, then that's got nowhere. You, no. No point doing that conversation unless you're kind of ready to hear it. Yeah. And and yeah, help them work through it and say, like, I, I hear you and that sounds horrible and I can remember feeling the same maybe in different situations and what can I do to help can I read a quote out from one of my favorite writers that yes, I think please. is really relevant to this okay this is by Cheryl Strayed and she says if someone is being unkind or petty or jealous or distant or weird you don't have to take it in you don't have to turn it into a big psychodrama about your worth that behavior is so often not even about you don't own other people's crap oh it's so true I think that that idea of not owning other people's crap is everything that's how you protect yourself while also holding space to other people's truth. Because you can have a friend say to you, okay, your success right now is really triggering me and upsetting me without then turning around and saying, okay, I'll stop being successful. <laughs> yes. You can say, hey, I understand that. I see you. I hear you. I'm not going to stop living my life, but I'm here for you if you want to dive even because that's not that's not every that's just a feeling for them. There's something deeper going on there. Right. And you can help them as a good friend in that situation. Hopefully you can help them and say, you know, what is it about these things? Is it because you want the same as me? Did you know you wanted this? Mm -hmm. What steps could we take together to help you get towards the things that you want? 
Yeah. And but what would you say, say Lucy, and she she sits down with this friend and this friend really doesn't want the best for her. She's she's toxic, she's manipulative. And, and I'm I'm imagining here in case I mean this is going to be a situation that you could find yourself in. What would you encourage Lucy to do then when she discovers that this friend really doesn't can never put her own emotions aside for her. Well, there's two reasons that you might get that response, I guess, is the first thing to say, because I've definitely had experience of when you open that dialogue up and the other person is like, nope, I'm fine. Nope. And actually, that's not because they are super toxic. That's because they are not ready to confront their own feelings or maybe they've had no experience of digging into themselves. You know, not everyone is naturally self-aware. Not everyone's been through some sort of therapy or counselling where you learn to kind of question yourself. So for a lot of people, it's really, really difficult to look beyond the superficial feelings. They just take their feelings as truth. And there's not a lot you can do in that situation. But in that second one where it really is just toxicity, they're just out to get them. For me, I think it comes to drawing really firm boundaries and stepping away from that friendship yeah I think it's always knowing your own worth like we are worthy of having people in our life who want the best for us who want to support us who want to who who will show up for us even if it's uncomfortable for them and who will who will put their love for you ahead of their own like immediate emotions and I think it's that kind of idea of knowing that you are worthy of that and that you don't have to allow something into your life if it's not serving you I think that's one of the hardest things to accept. So hard. And it takes so much practice. I feel like I've learned it, but I'm still learning it every day of my life. But it's super powerful because we make our own reality. We can't control what other people do, but we can control how we react to what other people do. We can control how we feel about what other people do. And that is actually the secret to a happy life. Yeah, I, my husband's superpower, I really, like my husband could, you could stand in front of my husband and, and say every horrible mean thing you ever thought about him and he just wouldn't care. Wow. And I used to think like, are you a psychopath? Like what's wrong with you? But what I've learned over the years is he has such a strong sense of self-worth and he really knows whose opinions matter to him. And he really can tell the difference between something being about him or something being about someone else. And he's just so steady. And I that's I admire that so much about him. And, it, and, it, and it's really cool to be, build my life with someone like that because it shows me wait I can do that too and I'm learning from him all the time how to do that and I think it's how can you cultivate that in yourself too that idea of like how can you build that self-worth and that knowledge to know that do not give yourself permission to make yourself smaller for somebody else because this is your life and you only have one life and it's such a cliche thing to say but the people who love you want to see you soar and to see you reach your potential and in 10 years time from now if you didn't do something because you were afraid of what someone would say or if it would trigger them you're going to regret that so much that person would probably still not be your friend in 10 years even if you didn't do it because they're not showing up for you anyway no and I think there's kind of a thing where because of the generation that we both are you make your friends kind of at uni or in your teens or in your 20s and you think they're going to be your friends for life and a handful of them will be probably but for most people if you speak to kind of people our parents age or older generations they had friends in their 20s that they lost after the fact that you know they drifted apart maybe the one set went and had kids and another set didn't or things just change people move life moves on and it doesn't make you a failure if you don't bring all your friendships with you along the way. I think that doesn't get talked about often enough that actually sometimes friendships end and neither person is a bad person because of that. And sometimes friendships end for a while and you come back together. Yeah. Maybe there's a season of your life where you just can't connect anymore, where you just can't support each other. And then my only other thing that I would put into all of this is also being aware of when you're in the shoes of the person who's 
comparison-y and is envious I think because it's 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 a wider ecosystem sometimes you'll be the person who's triggering someone and sometimes you'll be the person who's triggered and I think we all have a responsibility to each other to deal with our own crap before putting it onto other people the more you learn to deal with your own envy and comparison I think the more you'll be able to set clear boundaries with the people who are treating you that way too right if you're ever obsessing over someone else's success you're triggered by it and it's probably down to envy and comparison even if that doesn't seem to be the truth to you right now like the deeper you dig the more you come to that conclusion that actually there's something about what that other person is doing that either you want or you feel like you can't have and that the clearer you can get about that the more you can make steps in in that direction and make yourself happier and it's never really about the other person at all no and envy and comparison could steal us from so many wonderful relationships Kind of a a good way that I can put it into perspective is um, kind of the other side. There is a person who is super triggered by everything I do, but she hates me. She absolutely (laughs) hates me. And so she finds my success really difficult and is very transparent about it. So whenever I share something, so for example, say I win an award, you can expect to see somewhere on her Twitter, this such and such award is such a stupid award, it's pointless, that kind of thing. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's really, really easy to see that she's finding my success triggering and I don't need to take any of that on board. Like none of that is useful information for me to be taking in. There's no point even looking at it. It's actually like almost a little bit funny if we wouldn't feel so sorry for her. But somehow when it's a friend, we lose that perspective. We lose that ability to to see it in the stark reality of what it is. I think um, the thing that I come back to for Lucy, as you wrote this in, I think the things I would encourage you to take away is, is this friendship we're fighting for for you? Yeah. Like, is this a friendship where you're willing to go into a difficult place with this friendship to come out on the other side a stronger relationship? Or is this person not actually showing up for you in your life right now? Like, how much are you allowing this person's energy and emotions into your own bubble? Like, how can you take that off the table? And how can you get really clear on what do you want? What do you want from your life? What do you want from your work? How can you pursue that without allowing this other person to negatively affect you? And I think the other layer of it is surround yourself with people who do want the best for you because they will sometimes if you're surrounded by toxic people you don't even know what's possible for you yet like if you just spent 10 minutes with someone who wants the best for you you're going to know how that feels so different to someone who is envious of you I also think the other thing to think about is someone can be envious of you and triggered by you and not do anything bad with that and someone can be envious of you and triggered by you and turn that into negative behavior a friend can be envious of you and triggered by you but not have any ill intention towards you or someone can be envious and triggered by you and put you down and and kind of make you feel small so it's kind of also getting clear on is this just uncomfortable because triggering someone is uncomfortable or is this uncomfortable because they're being an asshole I think there's a different right so true such a good point and I think Lucy needs to maybe take less ownership of the problem because yes her success is is causing it but that isn't something she's doing wrong that's not something she's doing to hurt anybody so it's not what can she do to fix the situation. It's what can they both do as friends in this relationship to make the relationship work or to fix the problem somehow. And is the friend asking that question as well? Is the friend sat there saying, how can I stop being so triggered by Lucy's success? How can I stop holding her back? Because if not, again, it sounds like maybe that relationship's not equal. And I would say from a personal point of view, nothing feels worse than being in a friendship with someone where you know you can't say certain things. Not because 
you're doing it from a place of being sensitive because that I, I'm totally I that's mm. that's love that's friendship I mean more when you've got a friend who doesn't want to hear anything good about your life who you say one good thing and they don't acknowledge it or they come back with some that's horrible no that's nothing feels worse than that but also everyone experiences that and everyone experiences feeling jealous so I think I've I think we're talking about something that we all feel but we don't like to talk about so if you're listening like it's okay if you feel triggered. It's okay if you're triggering someone. This is human nature. I think it's what we do with that. And the question I'm always asking myself in any situation in my life is what, am I making a decision out of a place of courage or fear? Right. And so it's like, whatever you do next with this, be the bravest version of yourself in that moment. And also make sure that you are treating yourself with the respect that you deserve and only allowing into your life the energy that you are deserve. You 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 do not deserve to have someone make you be smaller. That that for me is a full stop, definite truth to me. I think sometimes where people sort of slip upon this as well is this thing of like, well, but is my is my work that important? Is it more mm. important than friendship? So you know, it's one thing if you, if you were saving lives of children, you would never be like, should I hold back on this life saving surgery because it makes my friend feel triggered? <laughs> you wouldn't question it, but it's harder if you you know you you knit bubble hats or you sell e-courses or something that has less of a kind of a prestigious worth in the world where maybe you've not quite mastered your own belief in what it is you do but it's the same principle we can't hold ourselves back because what happens when we hold ourselves back is the people who will benefit from our work whether that's people with cold heads who need bubble hats or that's people who want to take your course they miss out so you're not serving your community and in the long run you realize that you've held yourself back and you resent everything everyone else's success you resent the friend that held you back and you end up more of a toxic person so the only way that we can all be happy and all kind of get along and get past these issues is if we all push ourselves to be the best versions we want to be yeah and I think the last thing I would say on this is just ultimately pursuing creative goals and building a creative life it's just you at the end of the day you are surrounded by the people who love you and who cheer for you but your business or your creative work it's yours and you can only ever really truly do it for yourself and I don't I don't want to speak for Sarah here but I know for me when I've achieved things that I'm really proud of it's a quiet room what I mean by that is like I'm just quietly very proud of myself for achieving it you're not doing it for anyone else it's for you and only you can carry it and only you can fully experience it and it's not to say that we're isolated and we're alone because it is our job in this world to support each other and love each other and cheer each other on but ultimately it's yours and and you can build your life for you or you can dilute it for everybody else. And I think it's it's a hard path to choose. And you don't have to be an asshole in that path. You can pursue the life you want and treat everyone with respect and bring other people along with you. Yeah. You can do that. But at the end of the day, this is you and your work and your life. And it doesn't belong to this person who's being triggered by you. No, she has her own work and her own life. And that's where her focus needs to be and not on yours. Yeah. Go kick ass, Lucy. Keep up the success. Keep up whatever is working for you. Keep fighting for that success. It sounds like you are making huge leaps and it's brilliant to be on that upwards trajectory. Don't let anyone hold you down. Yeah, and I think maybe all you can see right now is this person but there are so many people who want the best for you I want the best for you Sarah wants the best for you like when all you can see is people who maybe don't feel supportive there are 10 times more who do want the best for you and I just think keep going and just show up for yourself in this moment is what I would say ultimately you've got to show up for yourself absolutely so we would love to hear what your thoughts are on this episode I mean I think this is a situation we've all been on either side of it at different times absolutely and there's probably loads of points we've not touched on so if you want to get involved and share those with us come join us on Twitter or on Instagram our hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative, 
because you are writing back to our hopeful creative this week who's Lucy and yeah we just really want to hear your thoughts yeah and if you think different to us if you had a different experience come and tell us because I think this is one of those topics where a wider conversation is so needed to dive even deeper absolutely from both sides of the fence if you're feeling brave you can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.